Hi everyone, it's been a minute. Welcome back to the Ladies of Golf podcast where we introduce you to women who are playing, working, and enjoying the game we all love. I'm your host, Abby Liebenthal, founder of For the Ladies. I'm so excited to bring back our Ladies of Golf podcast. I met so many amazing women through this series, and it's just another reminder to me of how many great people there are in this community of golfers. So to kick off the 2022 Ladies of Golf lineup, we begin with Tori Tallis. Tori is creator of Compete Confidence Golf, which, which specializes in women's golf practice programs, golf retreats, and tournaments. Her content on social media is fantastic, hilarious, It's incredibly relatable, so definitely give her a follow on Instagram if you aren't already. Tori shares why she started the program, some projects on her radar, and so much more. She certainly made me take a step back and rethink my practice routine. Typically, I only practice 30 minutes before a tea time, and let's be real, I'm not improving my game significantly by only doing that. So thanks to Tori for coming on the podcast and thanks to you all for listening. Enjoy our conversation. Um, but it's just been, it's been so much fun. I mean, as you are starting to like learn and stuff like with podcasting, it's so fun to just like get to know people better, like have conversations with them. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and even with, um, putting together guests for our podcast, I'm like, I can talk to like so many people about golf. It's so easy to like, to say that. So I'm excited. Awesome. Well, this is the ladies of golf series where we're just introducing people to more women in the game. Um, and for that, we'll start with your quick nine. So just whatever comes to mind, you don't have to put much thought behind these questions. Okay. What's your favorite social media app? Uh, my favorite, probably my most consistent two are Instagram and TikTok, but I spend the most time on TikTok. I mean, there's so much fun content on there. I could get yeah. lost. Yeah. Black hole, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last song you added to a playlist. Okay. Let me see here. Oh, God. Um, oh, Green Day. Wow. That oh was my gosh. Holiday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good pump up. I think I heard that on a um, Peloton ride and probably while I'm riding, I'm like, oh my God, I need this song. And that's totally. Probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer playing nine or going to the driving range? So if I only have time for nine holes, I'd rather go to the driving range. Um, I, I much prefer to just play 18 holes, but you know, there's a lot of times that I start playing and then I'm like, okay, I'm done after nine, but I'd much prefer to go to the driving range. Nice. What's your favorite golf apparel brand? Taylor Jordan. Of course. Yeah. Last book you read. Um, actually I just finished Erica Larkin's the true swing. Cool. And she's amazing. I didn't know she wrote a book. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book and, um, I highly recommend it. What's a podcast you recently listened to? So first of all, I love podcasts. Like I'd much rather listen to a podcast than listen to an audible book. I, it's just, I like them quick and to the point and you can kind of switch on and off. The last podcast that I really like loved and like got lost in a trance with was, was an Ed Milet show uh, episode and hold on. Cause I really think everyone should be listening to this, to this episode in one sec. Oh shoot. Um, he had the, 
Atomic Habits guy. Oh, James Clear. Yes, James Clear. And that entire episode, you know, I was like cleaning my house and doing laundry and doing all the things. And I was just like in a trance. Oh. It was such a good interview. Ed Milet's really, he, he's really upped his game with his podcast. I've, I've been enjoying him. Really so. interesting people that he gets on. Yeah. Cool. But I listen to podcasts every single day. So but that that's definitely the one that sticks out in my head for like the last really good one that I listened to. Nice. Um, favorite golf course that you've played? Well, nothing really surpasses Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. but my favorite like golf course to go to is definitely Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. That's I grew up in Rochester, New York, and there's something about the Oak Hill golf course where it's you just don't hear road noise you don't hear anything and you can just smell the grass and you feel like you're in your own little bubble you know you barely see the other fairways it just it's just so serene so pebble beach is on top but oak hill's a close second love it do you have a mantra or a motto that you look to or are inspired by um so especially in the past year, I've realized that whatever makes you uncomfortable, you'll learn the most from. Uh, For instance, like playing in a golf tournament that feels really scary and, you know, uncomfortable when you just think about it. Yeah. Those are the tournaments that I walk away from learning the most. And it just gives me so much more to my golf game. So, so Anytime when it, whether it's business or family or golf, if something feels uncomfortable, like I'm, I'm nervous about it. I'm like, okay, let's dive in. Let's just do it. You know, let's feel that, you know? Nice. What's your uh, golf goal for 2022? My golf goal for 2022 is to be Arizona state's player of the year, female player of the year. Cool. And so who defines that? Um, Arizona, the Arizona golf association. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're awesome. female player of the year and cool. they have a female and male, and then they have a senior player for female and male. So, okay. Great. Yeah. Ooh, That's awesome. Cool. I we'll love see. it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be yeah. tough. We have a lot of amazing golfers. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that's my goal. Nice. All right. Well, I'd love to start at the beginning. Um, read your website. You obviously have a great about you section and you wrote that you grew up playing tennis and softball, but why did you pick up golf? And when? Uh, so my, when I first got married, my husband played a lot of golf mm. and I would, I did not play any golf whatsoever. And it was one of those things, like, if I want to see my husband, you know, I got to go out, I got to learn how to play the sport. So ironically enough, my, my oldest daughter was born and I had already stopped working out of the house. And I had extra time on my hands. My mother-in-law was around and she could watch Lucy, my oldest, for an hour here and there. And so I would go to the driving range and just hit balls. And when I really started to love it then and then kind of go off and play on the course with Casey, my husband, every once in a while, I really loved it. I mean, that is so much fun. And then I was, then the next progression was going to a golf school, you know, and it Mm. was like a three-day immersion, the John Jacobs golf school. And, and that's just really how it started. It was like, okay, I want to play golf with my husband. 
oh, wow, I really love golf. And then I just, you know, it just progressed. Love it. Love it. Has there been a specific part of your golf journey that has really stuck out from like learning, taking lessons, playing in your first event, competing, et cetera? So everything changed when I joined the ladies league. Okay. That is when everything changed. Okay. I met so many friends and I really learned how to compete there. You know, like I, they taught me the rules The the ladies that I played with and that I was introduced with have taught me more about golf than any instructor has ever taught me. You know, it's, it's going out and playing with them regularly that I ask them questions about rules, about etiquette, any tournament formats. So joining that ladies league, which was about, you know, five years into my golf journey, because before oh, wow. that it was just going to the range, playing with Casey occasionally, nothing specific, playing yeah. in charity golf events, you know, golf scrambles. So it wasn't until five years in that I joined a ladies league and, and yet yeah, it was just being with women on the course on a regular basis and then starting to play tournaments and learning through them. That's really what changed everything. That's that's when the real fun began. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, now that I like, I just think about it, like there are so many things that I get answered by just playing around with my girlfriends. Like, can I drop it here? Uh, just little things. Exactly. Nice. Nice. I'm so yeah. When you joined, what was the dynamic like of the women's league? So we meet once a week and was I the youngest one there? Absolutely. You yeah. know, um, I'm sure if there are younger female golfers out there, they think that most ladies leagues are all, you know, an, an older age bracket and, and yeah, the majority are, but I'll tell you, it's really changed the past couple of years. It is getting younger and, um, going into the league, I was welcome. I was totally welcomed, even though I felt uncomfortable, you know, being the new gal and I yeah. felt uncomfortable, but, but they took me under their wing and they truly are my closest friends. You know, like the age doesn't matter after a while. Like right. I, I feel, I feel completely a part of, I feel supported. I know they're there for me or they're answer any questions. And like I said, they've taught me so much. So the dynamic going in was, you know, I did feel like an, like, you know, the odd man out or, or, uh, uncomfortable as, as I, I could say, but it just, it got better and I wouldn't change it for the world, you know? And the thing with like creating, changing the dynamic or demographic of a group, like it has to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so, it, it has changed. I mean, with COVID and the go- and golf growing, it has changed. It's, it's really awesome. And even I, just, you know, nine holers are tend to be younger. Um, mm. but, but as long as the nine holers have encouragement to move over up to 18 holers, they're moving up, you know, they can still get a good 18 holes in while the kids are at school. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. So when did you create compete confidence golf and what inspired you to create the business? Um, uh, three years ago, I think it was okay. two or three years ago. I, no, I started the fitness aspect to it three years ago mm. and I was doing online accountability groups for fitness. 
Um, mm-hmm. I am an at-home fitness gal. That is, I don't like going to the gym. I like to just be at home and get it done here because that's how I can stay consistent. So I started these online online accountability groups and everyone, I gosh, I'd say 90% of the women that were signing up to do these groups with me were golfers, you know? So it mm. started to be a natural progression of, you know, wow, I'm doing these fitness groups and most of them are golfers. And we kind of have the camaraderie of doing this fitness program together, but also, you know, we have the same golf goals too. And I thought to myself, well, why don't I do a practice program so that we can have a fitness aspect to it, but also a practice aspect to it. Cause we all want to get stronger and start practicing more, you know? And to me, golf practice is the same as fitness. You don't really want to do it you know, yeah. but if you have a set plan and you go out there and you just, you know, exactly what to do in the 30 minute time limit that you have, then you're more like, if you know exactly what you need to get done, you'll usually, you're more likely to get it done. And especially in an accountability group where we're all doing the same thing at the same time, it really was helpful. So I made the practice program. The six week signature course was kind of the start of compete confidence golf. And then from there, short, the short game 100 practice program came about and now it's evolved to women's golf retreats and the tournament and, and now a podcast. So, right. Everything, you know, it's, it's evolved naturally, but it really came from the fitness accountability groups. That's where it kind of the idea sprang. And you still do those, right? I do. It's definitely much more golf than fitness at this point, but I always think to myself, like I could get rid of the fitness and concentrate all on golf, but I'm doing fitness every morning and it helps me, like it helps me stay accountable if I have women doing it with me. So I'm like, okay, well, I might as well keep doing it because I'm doing it. And, you know, I only do it uh, about twice a year now, but it's still, it's still is, you know a lot of women do it. We just had 75 women sign up for this last group. So that's awesome. And they're all female golfers. You know, I've definitely really zeroed into, you know, just talking to the female golfer, talking to the same people as me. Like we started later in life. We love the sport. We want to get better. We're a little competitive and, and, you know, we love to be outside and be active. So, yeah. Yeah. And doing fitness as a woman is, is a little different. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, well, I do your resources online are super cool. You know, you have your freebies, but you also have your paid program. Um, they're just really tangible. Did you go through the process of creating one just like for yourself? And you're like, oh, I should share this. Or did you take lessons? Like, how did it come to be? Yeah. So I went through a, a stage in my little golf training. Um, I used to see the same instructor regularly. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I went through a spot where I couldn't really get over the hump. I was, I, w- I would get down to a four handicap and then I would spike right back up to a six or a seven or an eight, even like it was a very roller coastery. And at the time I was just playing rounds like mm. round after round. I had the, I was full golf bug mode and I would play as many rounds as I could. And I really didn't practice at all. And I went to my instructor and I, and I actually, as a result of that, I ended up losing a tournament that meant a lot to me. And I thought I should win. And, um, after that I was pretty devastated and I went to my instructor. I was like, okay, what can I do? Give me a plan. Like, Mm -hmm. can you please just tell me exactly what I need to practice? 
and then I'll go practice it. And he wrote down on a piece of paper, two separate plans. And he's like, okay, do plan A one day and then go to plan B the next day and then just go back to plan A. And it literally told me, okay, do, do these putts, do these chips. And, and it was very specific, but it was also very simple at the same time. And he said, you know, do it for an hour, but you can always, you know, make it 30 minutes or extend it even longer. So I did that. And I went all the way down to a 0.9 um, handicap at one oh my point gosh. while I was trending there. And I was just like, okay, that worked. And I was able to make practicing a little more goal oriented because I was able to see a plan and almost check it off. I'm very type A. So, so I went through that experience with him and it worked and I was like, okay, let's make, let's make an actual practice program where you can use where it's on a phone, you know, you can use it on an app mm. so that you're and literally watch the drills on the practice screen, know exactly what to do. You set your timer for 10 minutes, you do the drill and it's, you know, and you feel accomplishment after 30 minutes. You don't feel like guilt, like, oh my God, I need to stay an hour or I need to stay two hours. Like, no, you do this for 30 minutes and you're good. Move yeah. On. And that's definitely like the efficiency and that goes for the gym or practicing at Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't just like be lifting weights for 30 minutes and feel like you get something out of it. And, and that is why it really did stem from fitness. Like all my feelings and all my goals towards fitness, it was like, okay, this is the same with practice. You know, you have to have a plan. It doesn't need to be hours long. It can be a very efficient 30 minutes and you're going to be done and you will get better. Like I know women will get better and they do. I was going to ask, like, do you have a good example of a customer who's come through and and really felt like they gained a lot from the program? Yeah. So countless women, their handicaps drop, they become better. But the one thing that I, that I consistently hear from the women is like, oh my God, my short game has gotten so much better. I have so much more confidence. Like I hear that very quickly into the program. That's the most consistent thing. Like two, three weeks into the program. Both of my programs are six weeks long and very soon into when they start and they're consistent with it and they follow it like it is, they're like, oh my God, I'm putting lights out. I'm chipping so much better, you know? And, and yeah, they do start winning more tournaments because let's face it. There's only, there's a very small percentage of players that actually do practice. So even if you're just putting in 30 minutes, you know, three times a week, you're still an hour and a half ahead of uh, the other players, you know, it gives you an edge and in the environment that we compete at and most handicaps, it will give you an edge. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I like most people aren't practicing their short game because it's not like the sexy thing to do. No. And I mean, even going to the range and really having a plan, it's not, you know, people, you can go there and I call them range busters and just hit your nine iron 50 times and then hit your driver 200 times. But, but what, what exactly are you working on? What is your plan? What are you, you know, so. Do you know, do you know any women who, um, I'm kind of asking for myself, like I am not a competitive golfer which is just, it's silly because it's a, it's a good thing to have some sort of competitive edge, even if it's like, I just want to, you know, there's two putts I want, I want to make it and you don't. Um, 
have you come across any women who aren't super competitive, but have like, maybe they came into the league and now they are, you know, now they do want to win. Um, have you met any women like that? Um, so everyone that does my practice programs definitely does have a competitive desire in them and that they want, and usually they're already playing tournaments, you Mm. know, like they want to get better. They want to improve. They want to see their handicap go down. I mean, golf is so unique where we have this number that's telling us how, you know, what kind of progress we're making and it changes after every round. It's, it's definitely a mind, a mind screwy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, I find that again, the ladies league changes everything, you know, yeah. you're, cause you're, you're going in and you, cause most ladies days you have a set competition. And I think once you get those first couple wins in you, it's like, oh, okay, wait, I want to get better, you know? And then yeah. when you first start playing golf, you're, and, and if you keep up with it, you're just constantly getting better, better, better. You don't hit a plateau for a while you know, when you first start playing golf, you just keep, the more you put into it, the more you get it. And then it's like, it's, it's, you don't hit a plateau. So it's, I think that's where that golf bug and golf high comes into place. So have you hit your plateau? Oh yeah. I hit my plateau. I'd say when I was a six, seven handicap, Okay. I think, you know, personally, I think if I don't practice at all, okay. If I said to myself, you know what, don't practice you don't, you know, you don't want to do a practice anymore. Just play rounds, have fun, whatever. I think I'd probably stay around a six, seven or eight handicap just about because of the experience I have at this point. Yeah. But to stay underneath that. Yeah. I'm working at it. I'm working on it on a weekly basis, you know, to that's stay such a good up. point. I've like hovered around an eight forever. And that's because yeah. I just don't practice enough. <laughs> I think everyone has that little spot that they can kind of stick in like yeah. maybe within three strokes yeah. without putting any work in, you know, That's so me. Granted they play regularly and you know, if you get a, if you get a lesson and if you start practicing, yeah, that's when you're going to hit that or break that barrier for sure. So, huh. Now I'm inspired. <laughs> um, so like a lot of us, uh, I feel like you've tried it all when it comes to golf apparel. Uh, what is just like, what's your thought on golf apparel these days? You have your closet. So like, I just need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's moving in the right direction Mm -hmm. as far as these smaller female owned golfer apparel companies that are coming out. I love to see women starting their own golf apparel lines. You know, they're like golfers themselves and they just want to make their own line. I just love that. So Mm -hmm. I find that the smaller businesses that are coming out with female golf apparel know what we want. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just want to look like an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I want there to be more of an athlete version of golf clothes. I don't mind collars. I actually, I, I love a collar. Yeah. Um, but I want to feel like I could work out in this too. Like I can work out or I could go play golf. I do think dress codes are getting a little more lenient. Do I want them to be like totally done away with? No, I think that their dress codes are important, but I do think joggers should be allowed. You know, they probably don't want to say yes to hoodies yet because that probably opens up Pandora's box. But, you know, I just, I think we're heading in the right direction. 
Definitely. struggle with the bigger companies right now. I do. The Nike, yeah. the Adidas, the, I don't know. I, I struggle with them a little bit, but luckily we have all these small female owned companies that are putting out some great apparel. Yeah. It helps that they're golfers themselves or at exactly. least get inspired by someone who is. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, lastly, I'd love to just ask about your experience at golf clubs. Like you compete, you play a lot. Um, you know, you've probably seen golf culture evolve even in your, within your time. So just how have you, how have you seen golf culture evolve? Um, I know you have your league, but, but otherwise. Yeah. So overall, you're seeing a lot more women on the golf course, which is great. Now it's still totally male dominated. Um, at public courses, I'm feeling, I'm feeling totally comfortable. You still get, you still get some feelings around country clubs. You know, you still feel that old man, that old man's club, you know, when you go into some of these country clubs and, and I think we're evolving. Um, so that's great. I just would like to see more women involved in some of the decision-making on some of these golf clubs. I'd like to see more women, a better percentage of women towards the top of the board directors, you know, running the golf clubs, you know, you still see the same demographic on these boards and, and running these clubs. And, you know, unfortunately what it can make it intimidating for women to come out to the golf club you know, and go out on the golf course. If they don't see women out there or, or feel that women are behind the scenes working for them, you know, to help them get out there, it's, it's tough. You know, you definitely have to get used to some things. Right. Right. Well, and I, I love what you said about women working at the club. Um, you know, if a woman is the merchandiser in the golf club, I feel pretty comfortable asking her like, Hey, can you get brand a, or would love to see something like this. Whereas I don't even know what, what the communication would look like if I was trying to ask a male merchandiser, if he's not yeah. creating a nice space for women in the pro shop, for example. Exactly. Um, and we have a fabulous female um, buyer at our pro shop, but also just like director of golf and mm -hmm. general manager. I'd love to see more women in those roles. Um, but it's just, you don't see that a lot yet. Right. And I'm sure it will change. And, and, and again, the more that, that women are on the golf course, the more they'll start listening to us and more the atmosphere will change too. But, but unfortunately, I mean, if there was a beginner golfer going out there and they know they're joining a country club or joining a golf club, yeah, it's something you have to kind of expect and be ready for. You sure. Do. And what would you suggest to somebody who was maybe a new member and didn't uh, know how in to, regards to just like navigating, navigating just like, like what kind of attitude should somebody come in with or something like that? Yeah. I, I would want to just explain to them like, okay, you're going to show up. It's going to be mostly men. Just so you know, don't let that bother you. You have every right to be out there. You have every right to have a tea time and to, and even if you want to play as a single and join three men, it's okay. The only thing that's important on the golf course is keeping a pace of play. That's all. So as long as you know about tips on keeping a pace of play, you are good to go now in the restaurant and the practice facilities and the instructors just know you're mostly going to see men, you know, 
but there's, there's women's leagues around. There are groups out there, find them, you know, go to whatever favorite golf club, like everyone, when they start out, they have like their one golf club that they go to a lot. Ask them, do you have a ladies group that goes out once a week, or maybe they even have a league or anything. And the pro shop will give you the name and number of who's in charge. They'll, they will help you. Yeah. I mean, every golf course is going to have a group of women there. It's yeah. just about finding them. You know, totally. but don't let the men intimidate you. Don't feel intimidated by the men and don't feel intimidated by the golf course atmosphere. Like just keep going back. Cause the more you keep going back and getting comfortable with it, like just how the golf course geography is and, and what to do, where, and where to go, you'll, it won't bother you at all. Right. Right. I think it's just when, you know, you're a beginner and you go to a golf course and you're like, okay, do I tip this guy? Uh, where do I get the range balls? How do I make a tea time? You know, like, where do I stand on the tea box? It's like, you have to go through those growing pains. And it's and like, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. it's fine. And yeah. when you're going through those growing pains, that's the thing. Like so, a man can say something to you or anyone, even a woman can say something to you and you'll take it extra sensitive because you're right. just in a vulnerable spot as it is. So let yourself go through this growing stage of learning the golf course, learning what to do and, you know, feel like, don't be scared to say, Hey, I'm a beginner, ask questions. You know, it's okay. We've all been there. We have all been there. And if someone says they haven't, they're, they're lying. Right. Right. <laughs> well, what's coming up for you and compete confidence golf in, in 2022, we've got the desert classic. Yeah. I know it's so many exciting things. So we do have our, our, uh, desert classic tournament. That's bringing 200 women from across the country, all over the place, 31 different States coming in for a three-day golf event. It's more of an experience than an actual tournament. It's just going to be unbelievable. It's something I plan on having every year and to also showcase Scottsdale and Phoenix, my home base. Yeah. So that will be March 7th through 9th. We have retreats scheduled for May and uh, September uh, to different places. Well, the Scotland one in September has already been announced and, and is out there. The May one will be announced soon. And we possibly have another one. A lot of fun things happening with women's golf. And we did start that podcast, the Real Housewives of Golf podcast that will be premiering this week, later this week. And I'm just all things women's golf, like all things like we have started golf later in life. We love to play. We're out there. We're playing. We have a handicap. We're playing tournaments or playing the ladies leagues. That is what I'm all about. So it's great. Yeah. All golf. All so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Well, and that's the thing is like, it's fun. We're having yeah. a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and a lot of times you don't see us out there in the mainstream media, you know, right now in social media, unfortunately, you don't see a lot of the women that, that are actually out on the golf course playing. So I want to bring as much light to that as possible, because I know I, I am so confident there are tons of women out there that if they just saw more women like us out on the golf course and social media, they would be out there too. Right. So that's so funny. You say that because that was one of the first things that I had noticed. Somebody asked me like, when did it like switch where you found more women were playing golf? I was like, when we were posting that we were on social media. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, you know, I don't need to be posting every time I go out there, but at, when I do post, it, 
it allow it opens the door just for somebody to say, oh, do you want to play with me? Or like, I, w- I would love to get out there with you sometime. And it's just that like little switch that turns on for somebody when they, when you see that they're playing golf, it's like, it's, oh, it's another friend to go with. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what level you are. Like Mm -hmm. someone that hasn't played golf at all, if they were to come up to me and be like, oh, can I come out with you sometime? Absolutely. There's so many ways to start learning how to play golf and to play with any level golfer you know? And so that's important to know, like, you don't need to find it, whether it's, it's good to find another beginner female friend to play with, but if you don't have that person, you can play with any level. That's the greatest thing about golf. Totally. Well, before I let you go, where can people follow you and find compete Hopkins golf? Like just tell us all the things. <laughs> Absolutely. So my website's competeconfidencegolf.com. And all my social media outlets are Tori under slash totless, T-O-T-L-I-S. And then our podcast later in January, you'll be able to find on any podcast platform, the Real Housewives of Golf, where we discuss golf. And then of course, our favorite housewife shows too. So I cannot wait. Uh, It was so fun talking about it today. It's going to be a fun podcast. I, I can't wait. And you'll have to, if you're a housewife fan, you will be on it in the very near future. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Keep me in mind. Well, thank you so much, Tori. And, uh, well, hopefully we get to tee it up together soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at ForTheLadies.net and on Instagram at ForTheLadies. That's F-O-R-E.